Do you have a special event coming up, maybe a family reunion, dinner party, or even a wedding? If you do, you're probably filled with questions about the details and menu, the invitation list, and the wine list. And in today's episode, I'm going to be covering some of the top questions that I get asked or I'm asked for help with when people are putting together a special event and what they should do about the wines. If you are planning a special event, whether it's a dinner party for four or a wedding for 600, my tips are the same. So if you do have an upcoming special event, then today's episode is for you because I'm going to give you all of my top tips. If you have questions about the wines for your event, I got you covered in today's episodes. Also, at the end of this episode, I'm filling you in on two exciting books that I have put together and I can't wait to tell you more about it. So stay tuned to the episode. But first, let's dive into today's topic. If you're ready, let's take the stress out of the wine questions for your special event. Let's get started. Hi everyone and welcome to the Wine Tub Talk. I'm your host, Somalia Aaron Rosar, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here. And if we have, welcome back. Now, for those of you who are new, you should know that I've been a professional sommelier for over 20 years now. It's my passion and my privilege to make learning about wine not only fun and easy, but also practical. Meaning I wanna make sure that you leave every episode with some real life tips that you can use right away. I want you to think of me as your very own practical sommelier. On that note, today's episode is filled with great practical tips and answers that you've probably been looking for if you're planning a special event. And even if you don't have one on the calendar, this episode is filled with great tips that you can use for any occasion, even if it's a get-together with friends this coming Friday. The first thing I want to talk about before we get into some of my tips is corkage. Corkage is a fee that you'll be charged if you're having your event at a facility and if you're going to be bringing in wines that are not on that facilities list. So say you have a special wine that's important to you or has some history and you want to bring in that wine into the restaurant or event space, depending on your contract and you always want to take a look at your contract, that facility may charge you corkage, which is going to be a fee per bottle to bring in the wine into their facility. And basically, it's a service fee. You're paying for them to store it, house it, serve it, and it's off of their normal pattern. And so they're charging you a service fee to be able to have that wine. It's going to be up to you if the corkage fee makes sense, because that fee is going to be on top of the sale price, the wine, beer, or spirit that you want to bring into the event. Only you can decide if that fits into your budget. But corkage is definitely something if you do have special bottles that you do want to bring into a facility, you may need to look at and make sure you look at the contract of what the fee is. Now, if you are going to bring wines in and they are going to be charging corkage, my best tip to offer for you here is make sure that you speak to the event manager on site that night who's helping with your event. And you want to make sure that no bottles are pre-opened before they are served. And the reason I say this is I have seen many event spaces who are trying to get ahead of the crowd and do things quickly, but they are going to open up the bottles. And if they're not used, you're going to be able to take home those bottles that are opened that haven't been used, but you're not going to be able to return them to the store for credit. 
So when you buy wines from a store, you can return wines if they're unopened. So for any event, whether it's beers or spirits, if you have purchased the wine, unless it's been some very special sale where the store is like, you can't bring these back, these are yours. Generally, where you buy the wine, you are able to bring back unopened bottles. So if you are taking wines into a facility and they are charging you corkage, make sure that event manager on site that night knows that you don't want wines opened ahead of time that aren't actually going to be used because you are going to be returning any unopened bottles. This is going to save you money and it's going to make sure that you're not left with a bunch of bottles that are opened and unfortunately maybe wasted because maybe you can't get to enjoying them after the event with everything going on. So my key point with corkage is make sure you read your contract, be aware of the fee, figure out your budget, because remember, you're going to pay corkage on top of the sale price of that bottle of wine and make sure you speak to the event manager so that they can let their team know not to open bottles until they're ready to be served. And then, of course, you want to make sure with the event manager, you know where the unopened bottles are going to be stored because you want to make sure they are safe because you will take back to the store the unopened bottles and you can get your money back for returning those. So that is one key tip that I think is so important and people unfortunately don't find out until it's too late. Always remember a corkage. It can definitely make sure you have special wines at your events. It is a fee. It is a service-based fee, but you can take back unopened bottles and you really want to make sure that the event team that night is not opening bottles too far ahead of when they're going to be served. That way you'll know that you can take bottles back that are not used. Now, if they use everything, if you need everything, that's great. But just in case, something you have on your radar. The next question I get asked a lot is, what kinds of wines do I need? And my best advice here for you is less is more. If you're having a big event, there's so much going on and you don't need to have a wine for every course something different. Now, if you want that, fantastic, you could do it. But you can also just have one red, one white, pick a wine that means something to you or you enjoy, but you don't need to have 20 different wine styles at your event if you don't want them. If you want that, you can definitely do it, but you don't need it. There are lots of wine styles that are going to be very neutral, if you will, through multiple courses at an event. So Less is more, but consider what you're going to need. I will always recommend that people have a white, a red, and of course, a bubble. So whether that is Prosecco or Cava or True Champagne, you're probably going to want to have a sparkling wine and then a white and a red for sure. You don't need to have all kinds of different styles, but you do want to have the basics. And that's always going to be white, red, and bubble. Now, if you are rosé fans, you can also offer a rosé, but that's going to be up to you. My next advice is you want to take a look at your menu. So again, you're going to be looking for wines that are really people and food friendly. So if you are having fish or light chicken or lighter food styles, we're going to be looking for lighter wine styles, such as a soft Sauvignon Blanc or Chablis, for example. If you are having prime rib or mushroom chicken, something that has more weight and body, you can do fuller bodied wine styles here. Again, choose something you like, but you're going to go if the food is lighter. You can go with some lighter wine styles. If it's fuller, richer food styles, then definitely you have big, creamy, beautiful Chardonnays, full-bodied Cabernets or red blends. And generally blended wine styles can be really great options when you're looking for 
a food and people-friendly wine styles are going to be very versatile. You're also going to want to look for a wine that is fairly forgiving in regards to temperature, especially if you're having an outdoor event or any part of your event is outdoors where the temperature might be really warm in the summertime. So you want to choose some wines that are a little forgiving. If it gets too warm, they're still going to show well. So ideally, if you are having an outside event, I usually recommend choose wines from warm climates. Those wines will have grown up in the heat and they're going to be way more forgiving if they get a little warmer in the sun while everyone is enjoying the day. My next tip is to try the wines before the event. And this is something that a lot of people I know when it's busy and maybe they've had a wine before or a while ago or the event planner has recommended it. And I've seen this before where people are just like, sure, that sounds great. Or they read the description of the wine and they agree to it. I am always going to recommend that you pick up a bottle of the wines that you are going to be serving at your event and make sure that the description of it meets what you're looking for in the wine. It's okay to try a few wines. Probably if you are having a wedding, for example, you have done cake testing. You've tried the different flavors of cake and you've picked the ones you love. Do this with wines as well. Unless it is a wine that you have all the time and you know it, then of course you're doing your own taste testing all the time. But if it is something that you haven't had before, or maybe it's a house wine, if you will, of the event space, make sure you ask and you do try that wine. So it's not a surprise the day of the event of whether you love it or it's something completely different than what you're expecting. So try the wine before your event. The next tip I have is budget wisely. You want to make sure because if you are planning a big event, costs can creep up quickly. And this is why I started the episode talking about corkage. Corkage can be one of those fees that you weren't planning on, but all of a sudden, if it's $3 a bottle and now you need 50 bottles, that adds up pretty quickly. So you want to make sure, and there are wine styles that you will love in every price point. So there is something out there for everybody, but you don't want to be picking a wine that is way over your budget. So make sure you pick something that is in a budget that you are comfortable with. Again, you can return bottles if you are bringing bottles into the event. As long as they are unopened, you can take those back to the store to get credit back for the bottles that were unused. And at the event space, just want to watch, uh, you know, the whole open bar conversation is not one that I'm going to dive into here, but but you know your crowd, you know your guests, and you you want to be cognizant of how quickly those costs can accumulate. And so make sure when you're selecting your wines, your spirits, your beers, pick something in the budget that makes you comfortable. You don't want to be stressed about the budget all day. So choose something. Like you said, there is a wine, beer, or spirits in everybody's price point that you'll be able to find something you love and then you'll be able to enjoy it and not be worrying about it. And the final tip I have for you, which is a question I get asked all the time, is how much wine do you actually need? And this is a really good question. You're going to know your crowd, but the general rule of thumb is that most people will have two glasses of wine, beer, or spirits during the first hour they arrive to an event. Then they go down to one glass per hour for the rest of the event. So if it's going to be five hours, you have an idea of how many glasses everybody needs. You'll get roughly five glasses of wine 
per bottle of wine. Now, some people won't be consuming. Some people will be consuming the average. Some people will obviously be consuming more. So you're going to balance it out. But if you use that rule of thumb of everybody has two drinks the first hour, then they go down to one drink for the next however many hours of your event each hour, you'll have an idea of how many bottles of wine that you need. And so you'll be able to use that information when you're meeting with the event planners or coordinators or the wine store where you're purchasing the wine. Again, what you don't use, you should be able to return and you want to make sure that that's stated in your contract. You're only getting charged for what is actually used and that's something to really watch out for. So hopefully those tips answer some questions and give you some ideas that you can use when you're putting your event together. Ideally, we want to make this stress-free. And I know planning an event has so many extra decisions that you need to make, but hopefully in this episode, I've been able to give you some ideas and some helpful tips that you'll be able to use when you're in discussion with your event planners or looking for wines at the store. So just to recap what we covered, we talked about corkage first, then we talked about what types of wines to pick and how you don't need to have a huge selection of wines at the event. You do need the basics though. So at the very least, a white, a red, and a sparkling. Then we talked about looking to pair with the menu and looking at the weight of the dish. What type of menu items are you having? And you're going to want to pick a wine that fits with those dishes as well as how blended wine styles can be great choices here. And if you are having an outdoor event, especially in the summer, my recommendation is always to select wines that come from warmer climates. Those wines have grown up in the heat are much more forgiving in regards to how they handle being warmer in the glass, especially with the whites. Then definitely stressed about how important it is to try the wines before your event. Just don't select a wine by the review or the description of the wine. You want to try it so there are no surprises the day of your event. We talked about staying within a budget. There are wine styles in every budget that you're going to like. So pick something that makes the day not only delicious, but also comfortable on your wallet. And then finally, I talked about how much wine are you going to need and gave you a simple formula of every person has two drinks the first hour and then one drink after that for the duration of your event. And if you use that, it will balance out. Again, you'll know your crowd. If you know that half of your crowd is just going to be having non-alcoholic punch, fantastic. You can do the equation that way, but that gives you a good rule of thumb that you can follow. I hope that you have found my tips helpful and they will take some of the pressure off some of those decisions that you're going to be making as you're putting your special event together. Now, last week I shared with you that I was going to fill you in on exciting news about a book that I have coming out. And I actually have two books that I'm going to share with you. The first one is called The Newlywed Wine Journal, and I've designed this to be a keepsake that will take you through 12 months of the first year of marriage for a special couple. So whether you want to give as a gift or it's for yourself, and it's a wonderful keepsake for wine enthusiasts, and it is filled with wine pairing suggestions, hosting tips, service guidelines, and put in a wine term glossary, and it's got pages that you can fill in wine styles that you're enjoying your favorite restaurants, foods and menus from your wedding day. It's just a really fun, beautiful book. And then you'll be able to look back on it, use it as a keepsake, and you'll have it always. So whether you're looking for a perfect gift for a couple who you know enjoy wine, this is now available on Amazon. And I will put the link in the show notes below. 
And what's also exciting is I put together a bit of a membership platform that goes with the book. So you'll have 12 months of access to mini classes and a newsletter with wine pairings every month. And I'm really, really excited to bring this together. So that's the first book. And the second book that I've put together is 10 Fun Wine Tastings That You Can Do at Home. And this is a book filled with 10 of some of my most popular wine tastings that I have taught through the years. And I've put it together with easy instructions so that you can put these wine tastings together at home for your friends and family and really have a good time. In this book, you'll find instructions on how to put together a potato chip pairing, wine and chocolate, of course, wine and cheese, gets the expensive wine, just to name a few. And so it's a really fun, easy book. And you're going to be learning all about food and wine and the traditional rules, but you're going to be doing it with food styles that everybody is comfortable with. And in my experience, these are really fun and good for wine enthusiasts of all levels. So two really fun books that I'm so excited to be releasing. You're going to find the links below to the show notes. Now, depending on when you're listening to this, the 10 Fun Tastings book, you might find a place to put your email in to register to be informed when that live on the site. So far, we haven't had confirmation that it is up and finished publishing. So that's the only thing, depending where you're listening to, but the Newlywed Wine Journal is live and available on Amazon. So I would love to hear if you have any questions about them, please reach out. You're also going to see me talking about these on social media. So those are two very exciting new things that I wanted to share with you. Now, in keeping with this week's theme of sharing helpful tips and special occasions, Next week's episode, I'm going to do all about my tips when you're shopping for a gift for somebody. So on that note, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Be sure to like, share, subscribe. And don't forget to check out the links below to the two new books that I shared with you. And of course, come say hello over on Instagram or TikTok. You'll find me at Wine Girl Academy. And if you do want to reach out, you can always reach me at hello at winegirlacademy.com. I want to wish you a wonderful week. Cheers to you. Bye now.